Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Leah, and I'm joined by Bonnie and Jen and Alyssa, and we're talking about our one cool Disney gal. So Bonnie already talked about Adriana Casalada, and Jen already talked about Harriet Burns. And before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. So my question is, what Disney movie have you watched at least 10 times? Mary Poppins. <laughs> Practically perfect in every way. Practically perfect in every way. We are not a codfish. There you go. <laughs> yes. I did memorize the step in time oh, dance every freaking time that thing came that. on. Like, oh, yeah. See? Oh, yeah. I love Mary Poppins. I loved, I loved um, Bert. He just was so wise. Like, <laughs> you know they, you so wise? They didn't want Dick Van Dyke at all for that. Really? Oh, yeah. It was like a fight oh. to get Dick Van Dyke in it. But it was he's perfect. And he is yeah, a wonderful. treasured human being. He I have is. met his sons. <gasps> his sons are... When I worked at a video store, Dick Van Dyke lived nearby, as did his family. And his sons would come in and they were the nicest human beings Ever. I have never met Dick Van Dyke, but I've watched enough like, you know, videos and stuff like that of him doing appearances and genuine human being. <laughs> Rare. He's an American treasure. Absolutely. <laughs> and yes, I knew all the su- I didn't understand what women suffered with at the time, though, because I'm like seven. I'm like, what is this woman doing? It's, it's important. That's all you needed to know. Yes. I need to rewatch it just for that. Like, that's been on my list. I See? Some kind of line about like that we love men individually as a group. <laughs> They're rather quite stupid, yeah. right? It's like nice. And yeah. their suffrage banners are yeah. a mix between the American and the British because oh. they couldn't decide. Oh. So their their sash is neither. There's, oh wow! <laughs> it's neither the British. Just it's make it's it pink. British I know one. it's pink and blue. And oh. <laughs> yeah, I think what it was is the designers were like going well. It's not really British. It's not really American, but it's got the yeah. So it was supposed to not offend anybody, but yet, what? but yet they were talking about suffrage, and I'm like, you missed the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What have you ladies watched Disney movie wise? Uh, Hundred and one Dalmatians. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. My favorite part is when Peg's in it. Peg. <laughs> I like uh, canine crunchies. Canine crunchies. Yes. So, I know I told you earlier, but yes. I, I have a dog. So just is, she doesn't think she ever gets fed ever. Um, she does. Right. She gets everything she wants. But when she's hungry, I was like, "Hungry, mom. Hungry." hungry from mom. that little scene. Yes. But um, I've been told that I loved 101 Dalmatians so much that I I wore out the VHS. <gasps> Look wow. at you. That That's was possible. Impressive. That is impressive. And I was so excited when it came out of the vault. Yes. And I went and bought yes. it and I watched it. Yeah. I mean, like immediately. It's a classic. Classic. <laughs> yeah. That is a good one. I love that one. Bonnie, are you looking through like going, IMDb I'm right going now? I'm through the list. No, They've no, made no. quite a few what? movies, Bonnie. Talking? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like. But what is your one. one that you've watched so many times? I, I almost mean, wore out Robin Hood. 
Really, Robin yeah. Hood? Yeah. Gotcha. Someone sung that little song the other day. Like someone was like whistling that little the Robin Hood tune song? that the, the rooster. Oh, and I'm oh. like, it got stuck in my head. Whoops, sorry. It's okay. No. Um. I'm gonna go with Oliver and Company. Probably. Oh, yeah. See, Jim. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Alexa does not know how to play the song from it. I've tried many times. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> it, it'll play some kind of weird. She has access to some kind of, not quite a Broadway version, but some kind of weird. There was an Oliver and Company Broadway. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Okay. There's some kind of weird. Cover. It's like a musical version of it. Like, not the Disney. Oh, it's, right. it's something. And I'm like, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> Is it the after credit song? You know what I mean? Like I the... don't think so. Okay. Because gotcha. I think it just, like, it plays, like, the whole movie, kind of. And <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, so Oliver and Company, 101 Dalmatians, and Mary Poopins. <laughs> I do love saying it that way. Um, does Star Wars count for me? No, sorry. It does now, uh, it does yeah. now yeah. but I mean, I was thinking old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was Aladdin. I watch Aladdin like quite a bit. Love me some Robin Williams. Love me some inappropriate Disney, yet it's Disney. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can quote that film, almost the whole film. I did love that one. It was, uh, I remember when it came out in the theater, I was not, you know, like I was too old to see a Disney movie and it was to the point where I'm like, I don't care. It's a good movie. I want to go see it. So it was that I can go see a kid's movie, an animated movie at any age kind of rebellion sort of thing. And I had like a really good time. So I'm like, you know what? Screw (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Movies are good. (laughs) So. All right, my one cool gal. So our listeners might know this already, but if not, if it's the first time you're tuning in, thank you. Uh, But I'm a retired filmmaker. Uh, My last film came out. I know Jen's still sad because Jen used to be an actress in my movie. We never finished our last project. No, never finished it. (laughs) Uh, My last film that I finished uh, came out in 2016. I've been very at peace with that. Jen has not, but I've been very <laughs> at peace with it. Uh, but I do still feel like follow the gamekeepers of the film industry. I am very critical of depictions of women in movies and their lack of representation and behind the scenes. Um, I'm mostly critical because, frankly, I'm sick of seeing the same story over and over and over again. I want true-to-life diversity in film. That's the reason why I'm so hypercritical about it. However, there are two ladies who have been like filling my soul with movie content lately. One of them is Kathleen Kennedy. She's in star in charge. Oops, she's in charge of the Star Wars franchise right now. So she took over the helm from George Lucas, and to my geekness, uh, she's been killing it. So I absolutely love her. Uh, my other one is the cool gal that I'm going to talk about. Has anybody ever heard of Jennifer Lee? Dun, dun, dun. What if I said, what movie? How about this? What movie comes to mind if I said, do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Frozen, <laughs> but I don't remember her singing. It's Frozen. It is. So the lady that I'm going to talk about is the co-director of Frozen 1 and 2, Jennifer Lee. Um, so as a co-director, she is the highest grossing female co-director ever, her box office, $1.28 billion. 
a dollar. That's crazy. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> she also has a really cool Disney job right now, but I will come back to that. I will go in a linear like fashion and start with her origin story. See what I did there? It's like a Star Wars thing, but not a Star Wars thing. Okay. All right. So she was born in Rhode Island and she recalls in a New York Times article that she was six years old when her father gave her a how to draw Disney book. She also talked about how later that Cinderella of all movies helped her get through her parents' divorce. And I kind of went, oh, what? <laughs> Were you trying to like your mom to find like a Prince Charming at the ball? But actually it was the transformation process of somebody believing in her. She actually said, quote, when I was in middle school, I was severely bullied. I had about three very, very difficult years. And by then I had a VHS of Cinderella. So I'd play it and I would be watching her be bullied and her perseverance that she was going to escape it just by being true to herself and being a good person. I wasn't really equating to the whole prince as much. So you just start believing that the bullies and you start believing the Kool-Aid and you're thinking all of these horrible things. So that transformation that happens in the thing, she actually has behind her desk at work at Disney a pencil drawing from the original 1950 of that transformation. Oh my goodness. Isn't that right? I know. I love it. So Jennifer says that her mother is her true hero. Uh, her mother was a, a psychiatric nurse who worked two jobs to support Jennifer and her sister. Sister will come into play because we're talking about Frozen, right? Um, her mother at age 40 got her master's so she could teach English at night school on top of being a psychiatric nurse. Uh, now, Jennifer graduated from the University of New Hampshire and then she moved to New York. She got a job as an art director for Random House. Not too shabby of a job, right? Exactly. Uh, she worked in the reference and audiobook section at Random House. But in her 30s, she had an itch. She really wanted to work in the movies. So she went back to school, sound familiar, to get her master's degree at Columbia. So with her mom, if you can see it, you can be it. Her mom went back to school to get a new skill. She went back to school to get a new skill. So at Columbia, she won several awards for screenwriting. And she met Phil Johnson. And Phil Johnson asked her to come to Disney. I'm starting to see the only way you get a Disney job is a friend asks you to come to Disney. Sounds like it. I mean, that's not a bad deal. No. So just know people who work at Disney and maybe eventually they'll ask you to come like work for Disney. But she was supposed to come help for just eight weeks on Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, so it was nice. supposed to be just like Fun. a little bit of a help. They were having trouble with it. Um, but she proved to be such a strong storyteller in the room uh, that that led her to work on Frozen, which was the new project they were doing. So first she started as a screenwriter on Frozen and then later she became a co-director. So Frozen, I don't know if you know this or listeners, it's based on the Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. Uh, what Jennifer and her co-director Chris Buck did was they rewrote the typical Disney fairy tale. Instead of a girl needing a prince, it's a girl needs her sister. And it made it like new and oh, yeah. fresh and exciting. Uh, the other thing that Jennifer really brought to the table 
is she drew on the fear in her life. So when she started college, she fell in love with this energetic guy who was a risk taker. And he absolutely thought the world of Jennifer. And she was like, you're the cool kid. Cool kids made fun of me. Why aren't you making fun of me? But unfortunately, he died in a canoeing accident where the canoe tripped or fell over and he couldn't swim to shore. So does that shipwreck in Frozen seem a little bit more weighted now? (laughs) Because Anna and Elsa's parents died in a shipwreck. Mm -hmm. So she put all of her fears and, you know, anxieties and pain into these two characters. And storytelling at Disney is totally a team sport. There's a lot of writers in the room. It's animators and it's storytellers. And they put it all on the wall and then they talk it out and they act it out and everything. And anybody and everybody who's in that room can bring advice. You know, what's working, what's not working. So the writers in that room, too, are some of like the best (laughs) in the world. Uh, And they all vibe off of a creative leadership person. That's usually what they call the person who says yes or no. (laughs) Creative leadership. (laughs) Anybody can bring an idea, but there has to be one person who makes the final call. So Jennifer was that person on Frozen, Moana, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Wow. <laughs> right? Exactly. So she's killing it. Um, to me, it's nice to know that a great storyteller can land you a job uh, being the first ever woman to direct a Disney film. Uh, because the fact that she's not an animator is a huge yes. thing. Normally, it was animators. If you work so long in animation, you can get a chance to direct. She was never an animator. <laughs> she was a storyteller and she got that job. So she was the first female director at Disney. And her film grossed over a billion dollars. <laughs> so amazingly, that was enough <laughs> to rise through the ranks at Disney. Who really? knew what the rules would be? Uh. So she has right now what I think is probably one of the coolest jobs in the world. She is the head of Walt Disney Animation Studios. That is her job. Uh, So she is a gatekeeper. She's the one that's deciding what projects are going and not going and releasing and not releasing um, and what stories need more time and creative minds. She's a wonderfully positive person. Um, She really puts story first. Like she will tell you the hard truth in a very positive way because she's like, what does the story need? (laughs) Story doesn't need that, hun. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like she's really cute about it. So I cannot wait for any and all projects that uh, that comes out that has her name on it. Um, also, it's her birthday the week that this episode airs. Yay! Happy right? birthday! So a big birthday shout out to Jennifer Lee, whose birthday is October 22nd. I won't tell you what year because Hollywood's freaking mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But she's young. She's so young and gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, but also, I mean, you can Google it if people really need to know how old she is. You creeper. Uh, but that is Jennifer Lee. <laughs> Any questions? Well, what does that position entail? Besides, I mean, like the head I know of. We have situations lately, right? Because of Marvel. 
Yes, but, exactly. Um, Marvel still has its own thing. She's the head of the animations department. Ah, got it. She's, there's even a split between her and Pixar. So Pixar, uh-huh. the head of Pixar is Pete mm-hmm. Doctor. Okay. Um, just because there's so many projects in the pipeline for animation, Disney, and so many for Pixar, right. they have their own heads, mm-hmm. and then they all report to CEOs and stuff like that. Got it, got it. So, yeah. It's a divide and conquer because they own everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Jennifer Lee for Disney Animation is what Kathleen Kennedy is for Star Wars. Okay. Yes. Got it. The funnel in which it all runs through. Mm-hmm. Also, cute little fun fact, the um, do you want to build a snowman when uh, Anna is the little Anna when she's like six? Yeah. That is Jennifer's actual daughter. Oh. She did no voices. <laughs> <laughs> so I like oh it's a family affair and I will say I have seen Frozen more than 10 times uh that is my daughter's problem uh they loved <laughs> playing it it did get annoying but you know what it was about two sisters and right. the two my two yeah. daughters watched it together yeah. and they got to see two daughters so even though yeah. it was overplayed to death I was happy because it was mm-hmm. it was a positive thing where they're like oh screw the guy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I need to go save my sister <laughs> and I'm like way to go <laughs> I haven't seen You haven't seen Frozen? Whoa. I think you would like the second one actually a lot more than the first one, really? but you kind of need the Yeah, the second one has so much mythology definitely, in it and definitely. Yeah. It has much better songs. Oh my gosh, there's some really good oh, feminist even, songs in the second one. <laughs> even they make fun of uh Let It Go in that one. Yes, they do. They have a really good sense of humor that in those hilarious. ones. Hilarious. Um, one of my favorite. It's so much, and it's Josh Gad. So Josh Gad, um, amazing. Anyway, he always has a little bit of a sexual innuendo, like everything's gay (laughs) when he says it. But he also just has this naivete too. So it's um, he's like, what's uh, what's his name? And they say Sven, and they think they're talking about the donkey. He's like, oh, so what's the donkey's name? (laughs) (laughs) So it's this. I always have that line. But what's the donkey's name? Because it's. (laughs) (laughs) apparently you need to see frozen (laughs) we'll strap you down bonnie and force you to watch frozen it was actually it was actually one of my first disney films for my son and he loved it see it's really good it's so good and i definitely was happy when they broke away from the the princess fainting and need help kind of thing from a guy exactly which was the original Snow Queen. Mm-hmm. The evil Snow Queen trapped uh, the prince inside and they had to go, I think they had to go rescue him and then he ends up rescuing that. And whatever. whatever. It's about an evil Snow Queen. So Elf was supposed to be like super, super evil. Instead, it's she's problematic and she's having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's far more realistic. Don't we all have moments of, I'm having a moment. I want to kill everything. <laughs> I want to ride a water horse. <laughs> And just get away from it yeah. all. Yeah, I related. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool Disney gal as the Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>